0: The Sandivar Network,
1: Sandivar Network.
0: I'm Salaam, Singe, Welcome back to the Samoa Network. Long time no see, fam.
1: How are you both doing? We're good. How, how are you?
0: Alive? I guess we should, guess we we should introduce
1: how ourselves, right? Alive?
2: Because
1: I'm not sure we're gonna record an intro to this. So I, I think maybe we'll each do do an introduction to who we are in case people forgot. Who are you, wife? <laughs> who am I? <laughs> Um, It feels better,
0: given the past year.
1: (laughs) Hi, my name is Weiss. Uh, I'm located here in Los Angeles. I've been with TSN for a few years now. And I will defer next to to Nora.
0: Salam, I'm Nora. I'm located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And um, yeah, it feels like the Stone Age is when I joined the TSN community.
2: Um, Yeah. And hi, everyone. I'm Sultana. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm one of the very few Afghans in this area. Um, I have been with TSN since 2020, so just a few years.
0: You, you're, you're the, you've, you've kept us young and new and fresh. You're bringing <laughs> it hot from St. Louis. <laughs> hot from the Midwest. I feel, like, I feel like you're one of our only reps in the Midwest now, even though I love Ohio, but yeah, so. Yeah, is. But... <laughs>
1: No, Sultana, you you got you got good representation. I remember you used to record uh or post Instagram stories of uh like wild turkeys that just confronted you, I think things like that, right?
2: At my parents' house. Yeah. I feel like there were a lot of people who were just actually following that turkey chronicle. Like people would always That's see that. That's hilarious. Movie. It was yeah, and like they get really close too. Like they're pretty comfortable like approaching humans. Really? Yeah, there I have a video of my sister like chasing one because the turkey scared my sister's dog and like yeah. my sister pan and started like running out <laughs> just to get away nothing happened to the turkey like we love animals <laughs>
0: it's just like harmless like just nudging yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. back like into the woods because they have like claws on their feet and yeah they, oh God.
1: Be- yeah.
2: yeah they look gnarly yeah
1: um but yeah we we haven't you know we wanted to record this because we realized that you know we haven't we haven't been on for a little while, um, as as I'm sure all of our listeners know. Um, in August, there was the fall of Kabul, fall of a lot of these Afghan cities, and then soon enough, it was the fall, the entire fall of the the entire country. And we actually, at that time, you know, just to take a peek behind the curtain, we had like some things scheduled that we we wanted to record. And then, and then all of a sudden, everything we had, and we had, I, at least I personally, I had inklings that something ominous was in the horizon. I did not expect things to happen, progress that rapidly, that quickly, and just kind of left me in shock of, of everything. And then at that point, we just, it became from... Uh, it just was a state of chaos and emergency and at that point we we like sort of closed up shop just to let each of us sort of mend to our own families and figure out what's going on i know nura i know that you i'm sure had a lot of experiences that you had to deal with once that started cuz you were you had a lot of fam- family in hit right yeah i feel like and you
0: know we were talking sultana and us before we hit the record button, so we'll probably share more here. But for me, it felt like our world turned upside down. And, um, you know, my family in herat they remember the time during the Taliban. So when, you know, as complicated as the U.S. invasion is, and it affects rural areas in really devastating ways for urban areas like Herat, there was a lot of stability the last 20 years, and my cousins and aunts got to go back to school. And like Herat's really like flourished, there's so many women in science there. Like there's so much positivity. Like at some point I was hoping to visit, there's a lot of collaboration there and to, to see it sort of um, crumble overnight. I, I literally felt like my world was turning upside down. And um, I, yeah, like, and it brought back memories of like childhood because I was a refugee from the Gulf War and so for my parents, like, when when Kuwait got invaded where I lived, like, I remember the war then, and so seeing the war and, like, tanks and everything, I, the, like, the really violent withdrawal last summer, it just, like, was, like, a really traumatic connection to, like, that time, and then we have family contacting us and, like, asking for routes out, so suddenly it's, like, we're rolling our sleeves up and, like, trying to fill a gap that, um you know, like like triaging something that we didn't expect. Um, Sultana, you're not in your head, so I feel like you probably relate to this too.
2: Yeah, um, it was such a tough period. Like, I feel very fortunate in that we didn't have any immediate family there that we had to evacuate. But it was like all of my friends who had family members there, um, and I feel like the easiest way to describe and the the best way to describe how I felt it's like you know when you have like a nightmare and you are trying to like get a word out you're trying to scream and like there's like no sound coming out like that's truly what that period of time felt like because I felt like I was watching Afghanistan like crumble and fall and I felt like I was like screaming to the world to just pay attention um I'm getting like emotional as we talk about it um I felt like people weren't listening and that was like one of the hardest things. Um, And like, I think ultimately, like I was so touched by the support of like my coworkers and like my friends and stuff that came from all of this. But I did feel like for a very long time, I was like fighting it on my own. Um, And even like, you know, reaching out to our own community was so hard because it's like everyone has own struggle going on like you want to talk to someone but they're trying to get their grandparents out they're trying to get their parents out or their friends out um and everyone has such different levels um of of pain associated with it um and so while i didn't have anyone immediate there that we were trying to get out it was just mentally probably one of like the hardest things to just experience when you're so far away from somewhere and you feel so helpless. And I know we talk about survivor guilt right before this, but like feeling that like amplified when you truly have like no control over the situation, no way of going there and getting people out and just like watching this all happen again. Like we watched our parents, like our parents leave yeah. and like we watched a couple different waves of like refugees come in from Afghanistan and like to see it again, like in our lifetime is just, it, it was so distressing. Um, and Weiss, I'm sure you have like a similar or maybe different experience.
1: Yeah. I think, I think something that was interesting to me, especially going through the first few weeks, you know, there's or one thing that was sort of, interesting that I, I experienced was, you know, there was a lot of different kinds of Afghan Americans in terms of how they receive or how they view sort of what was going on, because we had, we had people who were very strongly against U.S. occupation from the beginning or, you know, especially throughout the 20 years. And for you know, for good reason, um, the U.S. has certainly profited from a lot of um, you know the, the last twenty years, whether it's the military contractors or anything like that. We had uh, we had people who were. I also knew of people who had a different view in terms of you know they wanted the U.S. there. They did. I I I I had family that wanted the U.S. there, and they were to the extent that the U.S. you know if if their attitude was that if the U.S. wasn't going to be there, that they were going to leave. And then I also knew people who were, uh, they had family in the more Southern areas of Afghanistan, which, you know, for them, the U.S. was the the thing that was causing them most of the hardship over the last 20 years. And, you know, I I was involved with a lot of um, sort of this, the action, stuff like that, especially here in Los Angeles. I found it that the one way that we can we were able to sort of unify everybody during that period, because everyone had these different, starkly different opinions, was you know, this is still a refugee crisis. And if anybody who wants to leave Afghanistan, like they need they need to have safe passage out. Like that's just ultimately what what we held on to. And I was amazed by just holding on to that central, you know, attitude. We had probably the most coordination. I think, like the like Afghan Americans who worked in retail, who were customer service people, who were, you know, do sales, do like, who were medical doctors, whoever it is. Everyone became an amateur, uh, an amateur immigration lawyer. Everyone became an amateur uh humanitarian doctor nurse practitioner g- just getting equipment like figuring out what how to navigate these spaces and because we didn't have any institutions to do it for us
0: Absolutely. and it was
1: yeah it was it was just it was surreal to experience
0: i i have to credit um afghan americans for stepping in because I, we fill the gap that the government wasn't filling like the u.s government left such a sloppy mess behind that's my opinion in terms of how they handled this and even folks like i have colleagues and like old classmates who work at state department and in the military and um i had like yeah i had photos taken like i have yeah like from the base where like people were being evacuated and there, were like people like from the inside who usually never report things to me being like this is a hot mess and we filled in the gap and so i'm really you know, and like people are working full-time jobs and taking time out of their jobs to do this, like juggling almost two careers. It was like, you were an engineer or like you said, a retail person by day. And then you're like, like you're on WhatsApp and you're like uh, an activist and like superhero at night. And it's- um,
1: Everyone it's, had to learn what humanitarian parole meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did any of us, you know, like that like was something- we Applications,
0: all had to asylum. You're the, you're the only resident actually uh, barred, uh, barred attorney here. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I look, I, I had not done immigration stuff prior. So like, even for me, it was an experience and I actually have some, you know, foundation for other people. It was, it was nuts. Yeah.
0: I think. Yeah I, we, I'm I'm too scared. Too
2: scared. yeah. I think honestly, like we were all just trying our best with like the resources that we had. Um, I was a part of the African-American community organization last year. Um, and I was like manning their inbox and obviously I'll respect the privacy of any message that came through, but, um, yeah, like I was there looking at like different visa types, like suggesting, wow. to, and, like, I'm like, I hope I'm like having even, even a small impact and like pointing people in the right direction, but everyone had their like templates out of like, just figuring out from like each person's like individual situation, which is just so complex and complicated um, and just trying to help them and point them to the right organization. But it was just like all hands on deck, figuring things out as we went along.
0: Literally from that to like getting messages like, Hey, I have someone who lost their family and they're at the airport in Cobol. Can you help figure out where their family is like all kinds of messages last summer? And and I felt like the survivor's guilt made us feel like we had a sense of responsibility to be on at all times. Um, I mean, to the point where it's like, at some point, you know, um, you felt guilty for having like a a regular life outside of the conflict. You know, I'm like, um, my brother had his wedding scheduled last summer and, um, our, our in-laws are from Kandahar. So it's like, Talk about being affected by the war and we're like what do you know there's this moment of like is it possible to move on with a family celebration with everything going on and then some folks are like well this is how we've been for 40 years so do we stop living we've always constantly been under attack but it felt different
2: do you feel like you were able to have moments of just being able to enjoy your brother's wedding
0: yeah, I think so. I think the thing was is that for the older generation, for like my mom and like my grandma's siblings, and more for like my grandmother's siblings, it's like this. It felt like therapy. Like they needed this. Like they were the ones that survived, and that was like, for them, like they don't have many years left on Earth. At my grandma's eight, they're in their eighties, like late seventies, eighties, and so it's like for them, it was like you know, part of it's not just for us. Weddings are like a collective thing. It was almost like. Being together felt necessary in that moment. So it wasn't even about the pomp and circumstance of a wedding, but more like, you know, we have this generation that barely survived, and like let's like we need to heal, and the only way to heal is to be together. And so they almost felt therapeutic to just kind of be together in a situation. Um yeah.
1: yeah, I you know, it's it's interesting because we were as um sort of diaspora afghans because i don't know if you remember this It, it was you know it was a couple months ago but there was also a lot of really random conversation about like diaspora afghans as part of a conversation where it's just like
2: any comments
1: yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Where we were just like I'm pressing my lips like a meme. <laughs> because I'm not here for
1: that.
0: Sorry.
1: yeah, it's it's funny, right? Because we were, you know, I had I remember having internal conversations about that sort of thing. Of like, you know, how do you how do you experience joy during this point? Right, where it's just like it's it's especially the first few weeks. It felt like we all experienced a collective car accident that we just stepped out of in, were are in a daze. Yeah. Like I remember the day of like, I was, you know, I went to get groceries or something like that. And I just, it was like, I felt like I was floating. Like I didn't feel like I was actually grounded on earth. Like I just felt like, but it's like, I also know, like, I wasn't there, <laughs> you know, like, I experienced this thing off of secondhand. Mm-hmm. Um, and sa- similarly, we're, when I was having those sort of internal dialogues about when's the next time, even something stupid, like, when's the next time, like, I I like something on on Twitter or Instagram, that isn't something that's directly really, you know, that isn't affected by this. And it's, it's weird to have that sort of dialogue while also remembering that, like, it's, it's 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 survivor's guilt, but for me it also felt like shame in in a way too, where it's just like I felt I felt a, a level of like shame that like I'm experiencing anything other than what everyone in Afghanistan were feeling. And the fact that I have that privilege to experience something else makes me feel like I should be embarrassed by that. <laughs> and it took a it took a long time to get over that. Um and yeah, I'm not sure if, if you, you each sort of felt that same thing. Cause I know Sultan, I knew that you also had family members who had, um, you know, like there's, uh, we, uh, we, there was, there were things that happened in our lives that can, that, that were joyful, but it was just hard to, it was just hard to feel it.
2: Mm-hmm. I always like describe it as like this golden ticket. Like, how did I become so lucky to be born somewhere where it's, like relatively safe, right? Like we're actually, I would say, extremely safe, like in comparison, um, at least like in my experience, like how did I get so fortunate to be born here? And like my biggest struggle is like figuring out what college to go to or whatever it is, you know, throughout life. Um, I feel guilty, I guess, for not having gone through the struggles of someone who might be my age enough. It's not like when I see people my age and I hear their stories and stuff, it's just, so different from my own experience um and it's it's just yeah maybe part of it is is a little bit of shame too in there um or i don't know if you have similar experience
0: yeah i totally relate i think it's it is the golden ticket like how did i how did i survive and my cousin did it you know um, uh, like there was a massacre in herats and like you know like we each each of us here have like you know family members we've lost through the last few decades and it's like how come you know I'm here to, sh- to like live easily and they weren't and um I think that probably for me that pushed like the sleepless nights where I just was like all right like I have this responsibility like to do something like that's how I dealt with the shame was like to like try to help in whatever way I could but at a certain point you have a breaking point and I definitely I think around November had a breaking point, like I was working, working, working. And then at November, like I just like had this moment of like exhaustion of like, you know, professional work and personal work. And I teach at a policy school. And so I changed some of the curriculum in my class to be on Afghanistan. I was like, if I have to, if we're doing this alone, at least like my students can know what we're going through. And it got, and, and that felt like Good, but it also felt weird because I'm like I don't want them to exoticize us. So it was, it's been a lot, but um, I think the nice pivot is sort of seeing the families that have resettled. And I don't know if y'all have families that have resettled in, in your communities, but oddly enough, we have quite a few in Toledo, Ohio. And seeing like the young kids that have come from Kabul and stuff is like a bit emotional, but also like given me like happiness to see their smiles and see them doing well here I'm like we can't help everyone but the ones that have come to our communities at least we can like you know open and embrace towards
2: I love that I think that's really beautiful and it's such like a a good way of looking at that too and like such a positive way I feel like my struggle and it's like almost any time when I see someone from like Iraq for example and like I talk to them or from like Syria and I, I meet them or from Afghanistan and like Deep down, like I always think I'm like, like, it's it's like you're here because of conflict. You're here because like there's something going on in your homeland. And I think that's what like always like kills me. And I and I want to like focus on what you're saying of like of the of them coming here and kind of changing that. Because I think in the past I've just always been like, they shouldn't be here because they're here because of a war. They're here as a result of some cascading thing that affected their country. Um, and no, I just, I just love what you just said. Like, I, I need to flip that and make it a little bit more positive.
0: like, mm -hmm, yeah, we're part of democratic nations that like to meddle. And so these are the consequences of our meddling, but, um, the bright note, like we said, is embracing and Weiss, uh, has some news that (laughs) speaking of legacies, we yeah. have a new dad yeah, in anyways, <laughs> <fair>. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So speaking of like kind of these good or these other news during this thing. So yes. Um, I now have a five month old. He is now five.
0: Congratulations. Thank you
1: and that was also one of those things where that kind of that sort of did kind of change where <laughs> I was at on a on that level of just, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working hard. I'm, I'm doing what I can outside of that. I'm, I'm working on, um, you know, to the extent that I can, like helping with policy related work when it came to, to Afghanistan. And then, you know, one day <laughs> out of nowhere, <laughs> um,
0: My uh, shows up.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that has been, and one thing that I'm, I'm now learning, especially now that he's, um, you know, he's, he's getting to a stage now where he, you can kind of comfortably like walk around and go outside with him and he's not going to like freak out. He's going to be cool. (laughs) He's going to be chill. I was telling Sultan earlier, he he developed this new thing that I don't know how to, how to handle right now, which is, so he he giggles. He's, he's a, he's a very, he's like sugar. He's a very happy baby. Um, I experienced his first um, the first time I've seen him laugh at someone, (laughs) not not with them. We had a uh, you? No, no, no. Thankfully, (laughs) Um, we had a we had a person that came that was like assisting with something, and he had a voice that was kind of like higher pitched, and it it had it it kind of sounded a little cartoony. And I think when he was explaining something about the garage door to me. Um, I was with. The, I brought the baby, and the baby just thought he was. I think the guy was doing like he thought he was doing like a playful voice for him to to laugh at. So he started cracking up every time that guy spoke. And that guy was trying to like talk about the garage door, and he had to do it through. You know, my kid just oh, like laughing at him. Like <laughs> it was. <laughs> And I was telling so I was telling so telling earlier. I was just like the first one or two times it was like like I'm I'm happy and he's he's laughing. That's great. And then after like three or four times, I'm like, dude, you need to chill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. You need
1: to you need to relax.
0: Do you feel like a dad? Is this like an identity you've adopted, or is this like this cute kid that just shows up every morning, like?
1: no i i so it took it took a little bit of time it was such a surreal experience that like in the first two three weeks you just you just don't get you know you're not sleeping you're not really eating all that much you're kind of just on um you're just working on with the gas tank on e just doing what you can um but now no i i feel i feel like one i mean i'm i'm I think I'm gonna feel more like one you know inshallah if if and when he can speak when he actually like calls me dad because right now he's just like hey you're like this cool guy you don't give me milk you're not really doing that much but like you're there and I you know I I I like you (laughs) like I got that um but no it's been it's it's different you've you look at things differently and you know it's It's nice. It's just, it's a very, he's a very pleasant person to hang around right now. He's going to get worse.
2: I
0: can't wait for all the (laughs) We have two TSN babies now. Um, Yeah.
1: I was about to say, you know, as much as I can talk about like, oh yeah, it's great to be a parent. You know, you know, Susan did a TSN interview uh, two days before, or it was like two or three days before she had her baby.
2: Really? Which episode was that? Um, Maruf. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Okay.
1: Yeah, wow. she was That's
2: so impressive. She,
1: she did. She sat for this hour and a half, or like an hour or so, interview. Great interview. She did a really good job. then three days later, we get a picture with a baby. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what?
0: Yeah, you're right. That. Time. <laughs> like, by the way, I just brought this whole human to the world yeah. days after. But I mean, that's like, I think the reminder we need in these moments of difficult moments is like, you know, the legacy and the little blessings, you know, because your baby will pave a, you know, a future forward, you know, Baha'i that, you know, yeah, brings more happiness to like, you know, at least combat the chaos that we see.
1: Yeah. And he's, he's at that stage now where everything's just so pure. Like he laughs. Like there's no, you know, he's not. There's no sarcasm. There's no irony yeah. in what he's doing, which is very different for me because everything I do is coded in seven degrees of irony, and there's always one foot out the reality of what's going on. And to to hang around someone who just has no sense of that whatsoever is is very endearing.
2: He'll pick it up. He'll pick it up <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> uh, sooner rather sure. than later, especially with me. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, he's your kid, so be careful. Because <laughs> your memes, your Weiss's Instagram stories might be my favorite. His random memes on there always his leave
2: me back in. His screenshots of his own tweets. <laughs>
1: I, I'm trying to build a profile here. You know, I... I, I, I it. <laughs> Ali Olami can't be the only one that gets like 40,000. Sooner or later, I, I'm going to steal enough material to where people are going to be okay. But until then...
0: So what we hearing is we need to all follow you on Twitter. We'll add your handle on the IG page.
1: Yes, that's that's I important. Know. That's a that's homework assignment for everybody.
2: I feel like I forget about Twitter until Ali or Weiss brings it up. <laughs> you, are here. you
1: TikTok, are you a TikTok person?
2: No. What? Why? Am I a TikTok person? Why? <laughs> is
1: anyone? Wait. Is any of the three of us TikTok people?
2: Are you? TikTok? I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Instagram. That's oh, so good. So you're very big on the on the LinkedIn posts. I am a big, yeah. <laughs> I I really enjoy LinkedIn. I know it's like maybe not the most exciting of the network. That
1: says something about where you are in your life <laughs> that you were like TikTok. No, yeah. I'm more of a LinkedIn person.
2: <laughs> hey, I turned 30 recently. This is like this is a path forward. LinkedIn, you know, eight. I hate PM to wear too. Five.
1: I'm like almost 34. I've reverted backwards. I'm like back. <laughs> <I'm,
2: laughs>
1: I'm taking steps back. It looks like you're taking steps forward. That's nice. So neither of you are on TikTok.
0: I can't. I I'm already getting drowned into Instagram and Twitter. Like I I feel like if I had one more, then um, I'm never gonna finish. Yeah, like I'm never gonna show up to work because I'm gonna oversleep. So.
1: <laughs> My attitude is that if a TikTok is good enough, it shows up on Twitter. <laughs>
0: There you go. Same thing with Instagram, yeah. There yeah. is a TikTok video I would love for us all to do if we ever end up having our retreat. It's like this Palestinian one where they do a little hip shake. Shaquille O'Neal did it the other day.
2: I'll put it you up. Send that, our, yeah, send that in our chat. Weiss, you're going to have to do that. I'm going to have to uh, say no to any sort of TikTok dancing. No. Yeah, I just I can't do it. You, get it. you don't like to dance? I don't like... Uh, tiktok dances to oh, be fair
1: tiktok dances are very like they're too regimented like
2: so
0: there's, <laughs> there's
1: something there's something like wonderful free-flowing about like normal regular like dance routine stuff I feel like tiktok dances because you're kind of your audience is people who aren't the great greatest dancers it's so like it, they all look like it's a cheerleading routine like it's <laughs> too like That's so true. calculated really great
0: comparison every you know? every line and yeah
1: not to, <laughs> not to not to not to disrespect cheerleaders because I know that cheerleading is probably super hard but. yes
0: shout out to my cousins they're on like on state state championship for cheer cheer squad oh so one yeah I won't the shout video. out yeah. can they do the video for us? Do you know what I should ask? I'm like, we, hey. should,
1: we should hire social media influencers to, to do stuff for us.
2: Definitely. <laughs>
1: um, I'm looking down. All, so uh, another peek behind the curtain, Ali Olami um, has drafted our outline and included in here a uh, Kim-Kanye breakup. So Wait, Ali knows who
0: Kim and Kanye are? We're Our
2: resident about. historian knows who Kanye West is? Equal levels of shock across the board. I can't believe he, Kanye. I'm like, okay, yeah, he might know. But Kim, he knows Kim Kardashian. Uh,
1: do we have do we have hot takes on on the Kim and Kanye pending divorce? Pete Davidson. Does anyone have a thought on on Pete yes, Davidson?
0: Yes, I do. Why would you tattoo someone's name after like six months of dating? That's all I need to know. Is like that's the new the latest news I heard. Is like Pete has like three tattoos of Kim on his body, and I. I'm like that's faster than the Afghan man proposing like like I hear like Afghan proposals that are like three months this dude's like beating y'all
1: yeah you know Afghans are like brown people in general get so much like grief about getting a divorce or I'm sorry getting married like super early into a relationship but it's like it is easier to get a divorce than a tattoo removal
2: (laughs) it's actually a brand it's not even a tattoo, it's a brand like one of them. I swear, to her. oh, it's her brand. <laughs> so it's on Instagram. It was a brand. Was it Skims or KKW? I have no idea. Was it what? We no, <laughs> oh, fired oh. those
1: off very quickly.
2: <laughs> Remember, I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> so Skims
0: is Kim's like uh loungewear line, yeah. Okay, I know that one. And
2: yeah.
0: KKW is her makeup line. Okay, so and now I know you know how many Kardashians I follow on Instagram. <laughs>
1: oh no no you have to tell us how many
0: the, the three oldest sisters
1: you don't follow the jenners
0: no I, this is my afghan said i'm like these are the armenians i follow the the other ones are not armenian so have less justification to follow them although kylie just had a baby so maybe i should go creep on her
1: so, you know, I, I raised this earlier, and I, before I go tell you my opinion, just out of curiosity, so for you, for those who don't know, Kanye is currently in a relationship with someone who looks eerily similar to Kim, and I wanted to know what your opinions are on that, if that's, do you see that as something that's weird? <laughs>
2: don't care enough if I'm being honest I love Kanye I think he should just live his life I, I love his music I think he's a really great artist uh
0: um, so, imagine <laughs> if you were dating someone and then you pull up and you like your friends go on the Instagram hunt and find their ex and she looked exactly like you would oh. you be confident
2: you're gonna you say and
1: she, you? <laughs> <laughs> and she was Kim Kardashian
2: and no, she was come out no I feel like that's like what vampire Diaries was no I understand yeah it's a little bit weird. I find
1: it incredibly romantic. It's like <laughs> for him he knows what, you know, he's he's not going to deviate from what like you know, he's he, they're they're going to forever be be linked together and it's like for him to just find like a like a copy of it is 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 very sweet.
2: We did you watch him. his do- by the way Sultana
1: did you watch the documentary Je-
2: I did yeah I have even like more respect I feel like for his music career really yeah why because
1: he was kind of like a like a try hard nerd <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I always say like I feel like people always um make fun of him or just like pick on him for his confidence but I feel like he had like such a clear vision since he mm. was you know, like he knew exactly what he wanted and he went after it and I have a lot of respect for that
1: you know, there's there's been a lot of these documentaries that are like produced by the artist that kind of feels like an infomercial for the artist. Um, and so I was skeptical watching this one because I thought it was just gonna be one of those ones. It felt a lot more pure, like it felt so much more like not innocence, the right word. I'm not I'm not sure what the right word for it is, but like there was something very endearing um about him uh rapping. What was it, all falls down to, like, the, the receptionist for the label trying to show her that the line about, like, was it couldn't afford a car, so she named her daughter Alexis. He was, like, saying it with, like, this, like, look on his face of, like, isn't this cool? It was just, it was very endearing to watch.
2: His, like, relationship with his mom, I thought, was just, like, the sweetest thing. <laughs> like, I just feel feel, <laughs> you tell me I'm a big Kanye fan. Like, I, I know. like Kanye all the
1: Nuri, you don't seem to be, you don't seem so to be, I'm, so,
2: I'm like,
0: I'm like, do we cancel Kanye or do we counsel Kanye? Cause uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not canc-
2: I'm not into cancel culture. Yeah. He,
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll buy that. I, I like his old albums, like graduation and drop out for a cup. Co- um, I'm not saying the, the album name right. We're like one of my favorites in college. So um, no, I have love for him, but I think he's complicated in the sense that like there's like some, there's some, yeah, like him, like his possessiveness and like him stalking his ex. And, yeah, it's like
1: it's abusive. It's abusive. We're watching some some form of abusive conduct that's like kind of not okay. Um,
0: but I'm with you. I don't think we should cancel him. I think there is like a rehabilitative process we have to leave space for, and um, you know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it happens, but you know, art is art. And like, he's brilliant. Like there's no way to, you know. The question is, did you guys play any Kanye for your Nauru's um, gatherings? Nauru's you, you know, it's,
1: it's funny that you made that transition because I saw <laughs> on our outline Nauru's and I was just like, wait, we have to talk about this before we sign <laughs> off. And you went ahead and found a smoother way to do it than me just going, we need to talk about this.
2: <laughs> These transitions are great. <laughs>
1: Okay, question. Do you did you guys grow up doing a half scene table?
0: No, it's like the the, Persian. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Is it a Persian thing, Sultana? You were saying? It is.
2: That's so my best friend is half Iranian and I feel like I would always see that table set up with like at her grandma's. Um, so Mm -hmm. I was just used to seeing it there and like I think I would like tie the grass and I never like fully knew what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) it's fine and she like jump over the fire so I feel like those those things feel more Iranian but I feel like Afghans and other cultures have adopted that too I I
1: feel like the fire is definitely more Iranian the Chashabesuri I think that's because that that has like Zoroastrian like
2: yeah yeah um, have you ever jumped over the fire
1: I have absolutely
2: (laughs) I I always wanted to where did you do it at
1: uh so but Where I used to live, um, we were right by this center called the Iman Center, which is an Iranian cultural center. Um, And they had like celebrations that included Charshan Beysuri, that, you know, the jumping over the fire. It was actually really, it was a nice like Islamic center that kind of gave me a little bit more perspective, specifically on like Shia culture stuff. Like there's some things that I didn't fully know because I admittedly never inquired about. Like for example, like during the Ramazan, like, like I, I didn't I forgot that like, um, you know they do iftar a little bit later. They do they instead of taraweeh prayer, they had like different prayers that look different and things like that. It was nice, but yeah, I I, I was able to. How about Noora? Have you been able to jump over fire?
0: We had an Iran, Iranian community um in Ohio, and we had Badar, like. Like thirteen days after, and that was big. Was it like the tradition after? Mm-hmm. There isn't like thirteen days after new, the New Year. Like, where they have a picnic? You yeah,
1: know?
0: I don't know if I've heard of that.
1: Yeah, that I I think because I'm in SoCal, like I'm like right. Uh,
0: yeah, left. didn't you go to You're UCLA? Right I did. <laughs> he's, he's from Best Foods, so. He yeah, the, food yeah, exactly.
1: That. No, that 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 is a thing. I'm I'm actually happy that you guys said the same thing about the have seen table because. Um, I was asked about that recently, and I got super self conscious because I was just like, I didn't think it was an Afghan thing, and then I, I was just like, is it just my parents didn't do
0: it? That hafmewa.
2: Which do you guys like hafmewa? Oh, okay. So I thought I didn't like it, and I, I seriously haven't had it in years. And then my mom made it for now it was, and I tried it and I was like, wait, I was like, this is good. Why haven't I been eating this?
1: Is it, is it because you hit the 30 and you're like, this is actually delicious."
2: <laughs> dried
1: fruit in a bowl.
2: <laughs> I, I carry dried fruit with me everywhere. Road trips and stuff. I have dried fruit. Like my, like, you know, thing of chai and everything. Mm-hmm. My me. Do you all like that, Miwa? You don't? Oh, Wow.
0: I don't, but I don't like samanak even more. Have you guys made samanak or eaten samanak? No. Or Which do this at the party?
1: Huh? I mean, samanak is that the one that like there's like a party that like? Yes. Is particularly or African. child women.
0: labor, depending on whose family you're in. <laughs> like who's probably so the women
1: have the party, right?
0: Yeah. Or, like in my family, my grandma would have a party and then, like, all her grandkids would be stirring while the women chat. So I was like, this feels like child labor. It's too late.
1: If you've never attended a Seminek party, it looks like it literally looks like a witch's party because (laughs) it's a giant cauldron that everyone is stirring from and like dancing around.
2: also, why have I never like experienced this? What?
0: Maybe next year first. Maybe that should you be TSN event next year. I was about to say we need a yeah, live
1: stream M- party for uh for Sultana. <laughs>
0: yeah, I need to experience this. We do, oh, my it, my do it in the Midwest. Yeah, let's all go to St. Louis and do it. I, for all the work we put in, it does not taste good. Really? yeah um i'm, I'm yeah. sorry to disrespect my heritage this is being
2: recorded i
1: called it witchcraft i don't think i'm doing any better <laughs>
2: <laughs> your parents are like you called it jo <laughs> <laughs> you all have to like peel the walnuts like do you yes
0: like- i love <laughs> doing that
2: are you serious like your hands like get all pruney
0: i feel like my yeah, it's so cathartic like- ripping off the shell shelling walnuts and are you, talking about, are you talking
1: about for the for the aft yeah, I'm I, my my attitude with half and This is very unfortunate because I only I like like th- I like like three <laughs> three of the half of the melon. <laughs> so like I'm very picky about what I'm eating, and then
2: What's the other way. One, oh,
1: I don't remember. There's ones I don't like. Uh, the one uh, I forgot what it's called, but it has it, it has a pit in it.
2: That's the apricot.
1: No, no. There's another one. Oh my God, What's it? it's like the...
2: That's Sinjit. Yes. That, oh, yeah. What, does I don't translate what is Sinjit what, what does Sinjit translate to? I have no clue. We have I it. thought it was a Sinjit, <laughs> but it's not. Uh, we can, it's not. We can tag
0: my sister's uh, Instagram video. She made a half to me away. Give her a
1: shout yeah. out. What's 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 your sister's... Uh,
0: her handle is imanistan, I-M-A-N,
2: I-S-T-A-N. She's the best videos and photos well except
0: when i go over there's none of her food for me i'm like hey you know that like trees like cake you made she's like it's already been eaten so, <laughs> that's your younger sister so. right? yeah she's my younger sister I love her. <laughs> so uh, she cooks really well i was she did cook for me last week so let me not you know disparage her good name
2: there you go uh, yeah
1: I can't find, I can't find what this thing is.
2: Okay, we, <laughs> looked well,
1: three websites.
0: knows, DM us, please. What is yeah. Sinjit in English, please? Translate for us, please. Yeah.
1: Um, so
0: where are we going moving forward? So this is like, what are y'all's New Year's resolutions and what
2: does TSM look like for us moving forward? just want to bring the conversation back to like the community. I like I want to know what the community is doing these days. I don't know. I feel like I'm a little bit removed at this point. And, yeah. and uh, I think I just want to get, uh, just jump right back into it.
1: Yeah, you want to bring the Afghans back to St. Louis, you know.
2: <laughs> I come to St. Louis, it's great.
1: Similar, I mean, I have a similar attitude. It's just, I, I feel like, I mean, the nice, A nice thing is that I don't think I don't think we're trying to, or at least I I should speak for on behalf of myself. Like I'm not trying to fill in a voice that I think doesn't exist. I think that people have found ways to like, you know, I've seen, especially on Instagram, things like that, I've seen discussions, especially around the time that, you know, the, the fall happened. And like I'm, I'm seeing new organizations pop up and whether they're media or humanitarian or anything like that. You know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessary for us to have the attitude that like, we're trying to fill in a, vo- a void of any kind, but it's just, I, I don't think there's any harm, right. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to know that we can still contribute to just allowing someone that like wants to hear conversations like this, that they have us as one of these options to turn to about it. And, you know, I think this is sort of a pilot of what is to come where it's like, let's do things a little bit more uh, free and, and free flowing and just kind of figure out where the conversations are going to go. Nora did a, a, an incredible job kind of Pitching that as like let's let's start having these kinds of dialogues in this format, and you know we'll see we'll see where where it takes us. I don't know. What do you think, Nora?
0: Absolutely, I feel the same way. Like I think we create community when we come together, and um, you know, creating those community conversations is what got us going. There was, I you know, like Sultana was saying, being in St. Louis, growing up between Fremont, but then also Ohio, predominantly. I didn't have a sense of community and TSN really filled that void. And I missed us. I really missed us in this space. So I'm excited that we're back. And I think our community, we're just another outlet and another space to convene and like bring up voices. And if that helps one more person in St. Louis or in Texas or Iowa feel heard and seen, then I think we've done our job. You know, I think that there's a lot of spaces, but I think that um ours is one of them and you know we try to be as intentional as thoughtful as we can and hopefully we will moving forward but you know there's an honesty that hopefully we'll continue to provide and you know recognize that we're not perfect but I think that we can celebrate our imperfections collectively.
1: Sultana do you have any other any final thoughts and any anything you wanted, want to want to take off before we wrap things up right now?
2: I'm just excited like I feel like what you two just said got me even more pumped for like the year ahead and I think like just the organic feel of this conversation has been so refreshing and I just want to be able to have more of these conversations and maybe even bring in people from the community to have these conversations so I'm just looking forward to it all.
1: All right well thank you both for uh joining in I mean we're all so you know, all, all three of us are, are members of the TSN podcast or the, you know, the TSN group, uh, like just to echo what Sultana just said, we're, we're hoping to bring in other people as well, but there may be times where we're just going to kind of talk, talk about, talk about what's going on with, within our group and just to allow us to sort of generate more stuff out there, just to have these conversations going. And for anyone listening, thank you so much, feel free if you haven't already feel free to describe uh to subscribe to tsn you know you can find us on apple um on the the podcast app for apple we're on spotify sultana i think you actually were the one that managed to get us on that app
0: spotify you're welcome better than joe rogan (laughs)
1: exactly when are we going to get our spotify money i cannot wait to sell out and try to like (laughs) sell people weird products
0: <laughs> 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 because i have me what cures covid that can be our line yeah exactly
1: um you can also find us on instagram s- at some network facebook you know wherever any social media all, except for tiktok although we'll probably get hannah to get us on tiktok soon enough
2: Definitely. yeah anyway
1: thank you for so thank you so much for listening everybody
2: thanks everyone Until next time Bye. <laughs>
0: The family Vara
1: network.